Welcome back to the AOT Chronicles, an Attack on Titan podcast. I'm your host, Chad. Hello, everybody. My name is Ronnie. And uh, we're covering an Attack on Titan episode today. That's what we're doing. Oh, that felt like you were unprepared. No, I'm so prepared. We're doing episode 22, the defeated 57th Expedition Beyond the Walls, number six. Also, the vanquished. Oh, is it the vanquished on yours? Yeah, you know, these season one episodes, they're all so cool. They got two different names because American and Japanese. It's We got a real case of Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone and Harry Potter and the Philosopher's Stone on our hands when it comes to these episodes. But are they Japanese too? Harry Potter? I believe so, yes. Okay, well that's why. Well, uh, what did you think about this episode? This was kind of a... Ooh, what, go. I was going to say, this is kind of a slower paced, you know, it's more just showing the aftermath. Yeah, I said this was a, uh, this is just a very sad and partially boring, Yeah. but necessary episode. Exactly. Very necessary, but it's not like my balls tingled at yeah, all Yeah, once you it. get past the whole Levi and Mikasa stuff, it gets a little, little snoozy, but I'm getting ahead of myself, so let's just, uh, let's get into it. Let's hop right in. So, we start off with uh, Levi and Mikasa. They're still following the female Titan. Yeah, it almost plays like a nice 20-second clip from last episode. Yeah, and it's like, it catches up to pretty much where they are right now. And um, they're following the female Titan, and Levi asks if Aaron's dead, which we saw at the very end of last episode. She says, no, he's alive. She feels it. She feels it. Down within her her heart. Or, yeah. <laughs> Not her loins, her heart. And uh, she was like, if the female Titan truly wanted him dead, she would have just crushed him like all the other ones, which is true. She would have just done like a top five kill, play of the week or something. I don't know why she would have just ate him, you know? Right. And then Levi kind of throws that back on Mikasa because <clears throat> she's not really thinking that clearly, I don't think, because of what she just saw. And he's like, well, what if that's her objective is just to eat him? So that's kind of a... I didn't actually think about that until he said it. I more so just thought like Mikasa did. She's just capturing him. Oh, yeah. Okay, so then we have Levi recognizing Mikasa after that. Which which, is hilarious. Yeah, it's so funny that he did not recognize her whatsoever. Because he at one point says, I remember now you were Aaron's friend. Aaron's close friend. Like like he wouldn't have remembered that. Yeah, except he didn't say that. He just thought friend. Which... I realize that she's not in his squad, but I don't care if you've only seen the two of them in a room together once before. You feel the um, tension pulsing off of Mikasa. Yeah, not so much Aaron, but I guess they are just friends if you think about it like that. But Levi then uh, says, he's like, all right, we're just going to have to give up on killing the female Titan because she can harden her skin and we don't know how to counteract that. Which is... Really cool to see Levi say and then try and act upon because with someone with a skill set like himself, you think it would be hard for him to know when to not attack. Yeah. But he know, he realizes that this is even above his skill set and you know there's no use in even trying right now. Yep. He's like, all right, just do as I say. We're going to rescue him before this thing leaves the forest. So... What did you think, all right? What did you think was going to happen at this point? 
I I didn't know because I didn't see Mikasa being okay with this, and but at the same time they've got to get Aaron back somehow. Yeah. And from what we understand, everyone else is already like who knows how far ahead they are on the way back to the wall. So. And I just thought it was badass in itself that we were about to see Levi and Mikasa, the two most touted soldiers, uh, fighting together. I just thought that was really cool. Right. Besides Mike Sniffer, the Sniffer guy, he's he's up there too. But then, so Mikasa goes in and she's supposed to act as the decoy, I guess. Um, Always a great role. <laughs> yeah. Nothing great like role in Attack decoy. on Titan. Usually the decoys never die in Attack on Titan, but Levi, uh, he gets ready. He's like staring her down, doing his thing with his reverse grip that no one else does. And the female Titan has the most badass turnaround punch I've seen. Yeah, I've noticed this with Titans. They're very good about just feeling uh, threats behind them or hearing their threats. I wonder how good their hearing is. Do they have a, a dog situation where they... You know, it's all amplified because they've always got a good uh, sixth sense for when someone's well, their right ears, behind them. Their ears are about ten times bigger than humans, so if you just multiply that, that's how it works. That's okay. how math works. Is that, is that just how Bigger that... ears, bigger the, hear you, the bigger you can hear things. Well, they don't have bigger everything, especially guy titans. Okay, so... So, go back to the drawing board, buddy. Well, they don't have those at all, Ronnie. Okay. Sums up with that. So so since she has really big ears, the sound is bigger, so she can hear things, is what we're getting at. That's what you're getting at. (laughs) I'm not on board with this. I want to do further research. Well, since she has bigger ears, she hears the bigger sound, and she turns around, throws the haymaker, which no one should be able to dodge except for Levi, and he does the spin-tastic... Not only does he dodge, he launches straight into a counterattack. And does the old wheelbarrow down to the shoulder of death uh, slice and dice is, yes. I think, what it's called. Uh, what a great move. Shows how quick he is. And how he doesn't get dizzy. I would get so dizzy, That's man. How true. does he spin so much? It's like he just he's spinning at 100 miles an hour and knows exactly where he's at. It's awesome. But he does the whole thing, and then he stabs her eyes, and she's... Before she even knows what yeah. hits her, mind you. She's That's just literally just finishing her punch in midair, hitting nothing but air. And next thing you know, she's got an entire arm that's just shredded and has lost her eyes. And so Mikasa notices as he keeps doing his slice and dice, and Mikasa's like, oh, wow, he's way too fast for her to even harden her skin. Like, she actually might not even have a chance against this guy. And then... uh she notices that, so I guess he slice and dices her uh, triceps and like her arm area to where they fall down. Yeah, right? he basically does the same exact thing that the uh, the squad did last episode, where you know she was guarding her neck, and so they had to just uh, tear up her arms enough to uh, to make them basically just useless. go down. He's like tearing up all the joints so they just fall down. Yeah, which leaves her neck wide open. And inexperienced, stupid-ass Mikasa tries to go in for the kill. Sees her opportunity. That's not actually an opportunity at all. Tries to take it. Tries to take it. And our boy Levi 
twists. I don't even know what he really does. He sprains his ankle bad, but... It, she gets him by the legs, right? She gets him by the legs, and it's like his ankle pushes out when she... Her hand, with yeah. her hand. And I think they just managed to... Either Mikasa comes in and hits her up a little bit, or he, he slices her Yeah, too he slices just... her. Like, right after his ankle goes out, he feels it, but he still slices her mouth, takes Aaron. But he's hurting, though, because, I mean, and that's... I wouldn't even blame if he didn't take uh, Aaron, because he's disgusting. Just in oh, yeah. Titan, uckety muck. Uh, ew, is all ew. I'm saying. And, he, and it, what's even more disgusting is Mikasa. Like, you can have him. <laughs> He's even more disgusting, disgusted in Mikasa because she did not listen to what he said and went for that. And he had to save her, and now he's hurt. It's a way to go. Page turn. Oh, nice little page turn. So, he then says, alright, we're retreating. And as he's retreating, he's flying off. He turns around, and he makes a that face in anime and the female titan is crying you can see tears coming down her face so to answer your question from the last couple episodes titans do cry how about that how about that well at least they have tears they have tears well we haven't seen i guess mindless titans without without human bodies cry but phenomenal that she tears up now and not when she had a spike directly in her eye but to each their own yeah so we then go to villagers these are just people awaiting for the survey corps to come Mm. back you know they're really excited they know things are going to go really well not only are they villagers right it's these are specific people which people i believe it's implied that these are pretty much uh, the family oh, the members, family the members. Yeah, yeah. And I just really appreciated that we went out of the way to see scenes of the dead squad members' families because that just wasn't yeah. sad at all. They went one by one through Oreo. Uh, Gunther's coming Elda. home! Yeah. Gunther, Elda, and then uh, or Elgin, and then we have a little Petra's father coming in later on. But yeah, that, it was just depressing seeing all of them. So excited to see them come back. They, they were so optimistic. I guess at this point is the only way that they get news traveled from one point to another just because they send out people of head. Like there's no... Yeah, that's... You know, and other... I wouldn't necessarily say this is medieval. I don't really know what kind of time zone you would put this in, but, you know, a lot of things have birds, travel notes, or... It's almost like the late 1700s. Yeah, obviously, maybe. you don't have walkie talkies. Yeah, I don't know. I'm not even sure it's supposed to be or anything on a timeline yeah. at all. So, but uh, yeah, I'm, I'm assuming since they have people that have wagon that are wagon guards, that they have people that just are messengers. They they have all these little things. But uh, in my notes, this is going back a little bit. At some point, uh, Levi is talking to Mikasa, and he says. Isn't he your precious friend? And she says, I'm not. I'm his. And then Levi just zooms off. <laughs> what was she going for there? Huh? Was it as innocent as sister? Yeah, well... Uh, best no. friend? What did she say? What did you think she's saying? I'm his stalker. I don't know. Yeah. That's the know. only way you can put it, dude. Stalker. Family? Or... Maybe that's what... 
I, if I have to go all in, I'm saying that. I'm his family. Family, fangirl, something along those lines. So after we see all those, you know, just depressing moments with Levi Squad's families, the sad piano music kicks in. That's when you know. Okay. So you know you're not about to see something you want to see. So we're just seeing a bunch of dead soldiers wrapped up in cloth, whatever they even have in this time period. They're just being carried away. It's just so depressing. There's not a single good moment in this until we have Levi showing some emotion here. Okay, He grabs, it doesn't show which person it is, but he reaches in one of the, cl- the tarp type things and grabs the Wings of Freedom patch. It from, cuts it off. He cuts it off. We don't know who, it doesn't show, right? It's not... No, he just, uh, you know, he's not interested in seeing the dead body. He just kind of takes one from, I mean, I assume he knows who he's taking it from. But, yeah, but it doesn't really we tell. we don't see. I kind of imply just from guessing Petra for some reason, but I could be completely wrong. It could not be her. If you say so. I think, her body is. I think her uh, uniform might have been true. a little bloodied up, but. That's true. It could be anyone. It really could be anyone. We then go to Jean and Armin, and they're talking about, uh, Jean starts talking about death, and he's going in one of his phases again, which I guess... One of his emo phases, <laughs> where he just starts talking yeah. about stabbing people and yeah, he, behind their back. Yeah, he goes through his emo phase. I guess they are 16, 15, 16. I just got out of my emo phase. I'm 35. I just got out at 33. So I kind of get where he's coming from. I haven't gotten into it yet, but I'm so excited. Yeah, well, it's, you're only 17. You've got time. But he's like, he's just wondering how he will die, <laughs> which I, that's one thing you don't want to be doing after seeing how, how all these people died. You know you could die in a pretty bad way. Not a whole lot of great options. Well, no. I could either be punted across a field. I could be stomped against a tree. I could be uh, swirled around and then flung over the ocean that I've never seen. <laughs> so Armin says, he's like, try not, I try not to think about death because I probably wouldn't be able to fight. Well, Armin, you can't fight anyways. <laughs> so, so you might as well think about it. But it is true, though. It's like you can't be thinking about that in times like this. That's not going to motivate you whatsoever. Jean just needs his boy Marco. We all need our boy Marco. Rip. But we start moving from soldier to soldier. We've got Connie. He's doing pretty much the same thing. He's wondering how long he even has left to live. And Sasha, you know, she's trying to, like, comfort him, cheer him up a little bit. Everyone is just completely down, and they're, they're just contemplating life at this point. Just real good vibes off such a successful mission thus far. Yeah. So then we go to Irwin, Goat Irwin, and a vet. I'm not sure exactly what this guy, he might be a messenger, this guy. Yeah. That he's talking to. And uh, they're just talking about um, how there were only five bodies that they could not recover, which is wild to me how there was only five. Yeah, especially since it just doesn't seem like they stayed around that long. Like... I don't know. I don't really, I don't really and, get this because they're in like immediate danger. I even though if all the Titans are were busy eating up the corpse of female Titan. Yeah. It's just weird that they could 
spare to hang around and, and gather all these things up. And maybe it's because f- did they look for everybody? I just can't imagine there had to be spots where they couldn't find people like besides those five. Like, where they just didn't even know where to look, where they died. Yeah, it doesn't seem realistic, especially for, you know, Erwin and Levi's mindset of, I think they're both reasonable enough to know that, you know, we can't bring all these bodies back. So, it doesn't seem like they'd want to spend time around looking for these things. And and maybe it was just five of bodies that they actually saw. There might have been a lot more bodies that they just never saw, couldn't get to, or whatever. I don't know. But it made it seem like they legit only five bodies out of all the people that were crushed. They couldn't get to. So Erwin, uh, he's like, we need to just tell the families that they went MIA. We had no idea what happened to them. Which is kind of messed up. Well, no, it's not messed up. Commander Erwin, good enough guy to not bring back one arm to mothers. (laughs) Better than that first guy. Yeah, but he could at least say, hey, we saw him get stomped into a tree or something that like that. That first mere bystander <laughs> that just liked bringing arms back to parents. That was awesome. But uh, Erwin then says, uh, let's retreat. And then this Dumbo, I just call this guy Dumbo. I don't know if he has a name. Yeah. Well, somebody needs to tell this one guy that the ponytail and bangs combo isn't working out like he might have hoped. <laughs> this Dumbo comes walking up with his friend and he's like, but what about Ivan's body? And he wants to get his boy Ivan, which I respect. I know I would want to get my boy's body back, but I mean, I don't know, man. What would you do if my body, if Chad's body was lying near a Titan, would you go back for it? Um, I mean, now it's your chance to tell me what you would want me to do. I'm a really nice guy, so I'm just going to go ahead and tell you straight up if I'm dead... I'm dead, brother. Don't worry about me, okay? Okay. I, I take no... Uh, well, I want you to slay the Titan and get my body back, but... I take no pleasantries and you going to risk your life to put me in the ground, okay? Okay, well, just make sure you get my body if it's ever near something. It's the circle of life! <laughs> Levi walks up and he tells the two dorks that, uh, hey, he's dead. Dead is dead. Um, he calls them squabbling kids. Love it. So Levi's, you know, he's showing great emotion here. These guys can go kick rocks. <laughs> he's like, it won't change anything. Dead is dead. He then, like, as they're walking up, the guy then screams. He's like, do y'all even have human emotions whatsoever? Or something along those lines. And then you see Erwin and Levi's face. And you can tell that they really do have emotions. It does suck because I know a lot of people probably think Erwin and Levi just don't give a shit. As many people have, that have died under his command and the attitudes they have, but you can really see on their face when they're not with other people that they do care. They go about it in a um, logistical, responsible way, that, and they've also just learned how to deal with it better. Yeah. And I'm sure they're kind of desensitized to it a little bit, having been around it so long. But Yeah, I bet they're desensitized to the violence. I'm not so sure that they're desensitized to they're losing the people. Brothers and sisters. Yeah. Losing. Yeah. But then we go to the calling card. The Survey Corps Wagons. Yeah, the calling right. card we've all been waiting for. So it includes a complicated suspension system of ultra-hard steel that can only be made in factory cities. Okay. These aren't your run-of-the-mill wagons, buddy. Nope. The wagon's hitched to 
to horses. Shocker. Just directly to them. They just... (laughs) Travel around 20 kilometers an hour, which is approximately, Ronnie, how many miles per hour? Hey, this is your episode, brother. 12 and a half. Wow, you did it. (laughs) Nice. They can maintain their speed... Which is so various terrains. So what? Give me that speed again. What was all that? So when they have these hooked up and there's people on the back of them in the wagons, yeah. they can only go about twelve and a half miles per hour, which is a big time downgrade from the other episode where they're just riding these horses. Yeah, big time down downgrade. Yeah, but uh, well said. Twelve and a half, I think last... Yeah, they were going like 195 miles per hour. Uh, not exactly. I don't have the exact number, but I think you're off a little bit there. Okay. Well, somewhere around there. Okay, so we got our soldiers. We're just retreating still. We're heading back to the village and... Or town, the walls, whatever you want to call it. I don't, I don't really care. Call it whatever you want. Whoa. Geez, you don't <laughs> have to rage at it. We're heading back to Trost. We're heading back to Trost, to the walls, and we're going inside the walls. Call it whatever the hell you want to call it. Um, I'm so tired of this freaking (laughs) podcast. And we got Mikasa riding, just staring at Aaron the whole way back. Are you awake yet? staring at him. Are you awake? Like, look in front of you. You're on a horse. slapping him across the... Oh, sorry, did I wake you? (laughs) Okay. So then, as they're riding... They then turn around to see the two Dumbos that were talking to Erwin and Levi earlier being charged by Titans with Ivan's dead corpse on his oh back. His bloodied up dead corpse just riding his just back. Dead weight just flopping around on him on the back. Looks yeah. ridiculous. I would just love to jerk a knot in these guys' tail. You would love to jerk what on these guys? I would love to jerk a knot in yes. these guys' tails. I agree, man. I would totally jerk these guys. They're just absolutely ridiculous. I can't stand them. And honestly, if I was Levi at this point, I would I would get on my ODM gear, grapple to the horse that they're on, and cut its legs off. Seriously. And then fly off. Just defying orders in the worst way possible. So then Erwin yells out, which is which means full speed ahead. So they just start trucking at 12 and a half miles per hour. They're just getting it. And they look over, um, I'm sorry, I can't even think of this guy. Do you know this guy's name, or do we just Dumbo? Are we just rolling with Dumbo? The guy that has the dead corpse on his back? Yeah, Dumbo's a great name for this guy. So Ivan, I I like Ivan now. Ivan's pretty cool. He falls off of Dumbo's back and just starts (laughs) rolling. This Uh, dude is so dead. Poor Ivan. I mean, this is the this is what you play with when Ivan just wanted to be left alone. He was probably in like a nice he died in like a patch of flowers and the sun was shining on him and his eyes were closed until he rode horseback flopping around. Now his eyes are open, his body's folded in half, Titans <laughs> take a chomp out of him. Poor Ivan, dude. Like This Ivan guy's got more screen time than Zachary, the head of everything. The Titan starts to catch up with him. You know, Doofus, he hop, he hops off his horse. He tries to, he sees his buddy getting clamped on. His other buddy gets grabbed. He has to fight the Titan now. Ivan's dead body is still just rolling. Titan of the week, by the way, is this self-loving, sprinting Titan. 
Oh, yeah, that Titan's awesome. Just hugging itself, letting it know that, you know, sometimes all you need is yourself. And, but also, you know, running a great, great sprint time and just moving. Mm-hmm. And then we have a little, a little clip of Armin. He's just staring at the dead bodies on the wagon. And he's like, what could make us go faster than 12 and a half mm-hmm. miles per hour? You know how Armin is. He's thinking. He's thinking. And I like this one because he's not even the one to bring it up, but it shows. It's how good the show is. Armin never says anything about throwing these things off, but you get that one little scene where you mm-hmm. realize that Armin knows what they need to do, but he's just like doesn't have the courage to say it because it's so brutal. Yep. So then we have Doofus. He gets grabbed by the Titan as well, trying to fight it off. And Mikasa hops off her horse like a badass, comes in and saves him, slashes up the Titan right before he gets eaten. Levi then, Levi, who has the awareness and the balls to say this stuff, tells the soldiers that they have to abandon the dead bodies. Well, he tells the wagon guard that, sorry. So then they dump them. They dump. They start dumping them. They're not. They're very hesitant. They don't want to do it. I wouldn't want to do it either. But at the same time, I'd much rather live than worry about people that are already dead. Right. So they start dumping them. Levi then watches what looks to be like Petra's body. Is that what it was? Yeah, I had this note. It felt like there was too much going on. I mean, they throw it. We get the slow motion. It zoomed in on Levi for a second. It looked like a girl, blonde hair. I'm afraid that was Petra. And they I just, know. Um, his face, you could yeah. tell he was holding in whatever. It's the it's the price we pay for being some detailed motherfuckers and going through this thing like we do. Yep. I saw. I caught that one on probably the 22nd rewatch, but... 14th. 27 in, and I've got this episode on lockdown. A couple more viewings, and we both <laughs> think you're really going to have a feel for it. We then flash forward to Levi and Doofus. Okay? So they escape. They run off. I love how his name changed from Doofus to Dumbo, by the way. Yeah, it's, well, it's just whatever you want to call him. He's either or. He tells him, he walks up to Doofus, and he tells him that this proves that they were alive, or that he considered them alive. Basically saying, this proves that I did care. And he hands him uh, wings of freedom. He hands him the patch. And then Dimwit is just like... He said this was Ivan's, which it was not Ivan's whatsoever. (laughs) Yeah, because they didn't even have Ivan in the first place. But I love... uh, That just shows, though, how Levi actually does have emotion. He's a very emotional person. He just hides it very well. And Donkey Face is such a moron that he's just like, Really? Really? (laughs) Wow. Yeah, or maybe he just... Bust into tears. Levi's just move all together. I mean, I would cry too. If Levi did that for me, even if I knew it wasn't Ivan's, I'd be like, wow, this the most badass guy on the planet. Yeah, he was calling his shit out when really, you know, Levi didn't even take the time when he was calling him out to be like, no, I do care. Look, I fucking got a patch. He just let it play out, and then now is the right time to show him, like, look at what you caused now. I do care. You got to find your own way to care and you know not put everyone else in danger so we get a little flashback now we're going back in time all right we're going back to before that day even happened the breakdown of the walls we've got Aaron and Mikasa just little kids running around just little babies looking all cute and Mikasa's telling him that uh he should not join the survey corps 
looking back on this, she might have been right back then. What do you think? Um, I mean, it is very noble, and you know, we get to know these other, other, uh, I guess, branches of the army slash what do you call the troops? I don't know what you call it, and they're not so necessarily great either. So it's yeah, pick your poison, really. This one's a little more dangerous, but might be a little more honorable. I definitely think I definitely think this is the most honorable one out of all of them. It's like basically front lines. If you're front lines in any military, I feel like that's really honorable. They then hear that the survey corps are returning, so we've got them in the past. They're probably about ten years old. They see that they're returning from one of their expeditions, and they sprint because they want to meet them right at the gate. Aaron's all happy and stuff. He he's so excited because he wants to join them. They just see a devastated group. It's kind of like what's happening in the present. And bystanders are disappointed and they're they're saying stuff, you know, all the chatter. He's like, our taxes are just going to fatten them up. Which I love how much taxes are mentioned in this show. I thought I should add that. Yeah, for a <laughs> thing that we don't know the time period, it's very relevant. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, it makes you wonder, I wonder really what kind of... Um, like economy they got going on, what jobs. It seems like so many people just go to some branch of the army or and makes you wonder if they just still just have... I mean, we know they have doctors. And I'm sure they've got people that sell food, but who all these people are paying taxes. I mean, are Aaron and Nikos in them? Are they getting a wage, you think? Are I don't you, See, that's pretty crazy to think about because they might even be getting paid as 10-year-olds, but... Are you talking about now that they're in the survey corps? Yeah, corps now, now. Yeah, I think they get paid a lot less. Though. I think the military police, you basically get like, you're set up for life pretty much when you join it. That's why, and you don't do shit. Okay. But I know in the survey corps, it's probably not the same. You're probably not getting nearly as many benefits, but I'm sure you still get paid a little. But your dentals, do you get a free cleaning yeah, every six free months? Free cleaning. Um, um, your copay is not too, too bad. Yeah, stuff like that. Free, you get a free Wings of Freedom jacket. It's pretty cool. It's not in my tax bar, not in my uh, benefit plan. But I, I just love whenever taxes are mentioned, Aaron just starts convulsing. At the same time, our benefits are pretty bad just having this podcast. We... Yeah, man, we, we would be making tens of thousands of dollars on this podcast if it wasn't for taxes. Cobra! But, but I, Aaron, I just love when he hears the word taxes is what I like to imagine is that he just starts convulsing. It just pisses him off. Okay, I, You might not be wrong about this. We thought he was mad because everyone was, you know, shitting on the the scouts, but really it's just he hates taxes. He hates taxes. And he, as he's convulsing, he just wakes up, and Mikasa is still staring he's at him. He's right there. She, <laughs> she never left. She never left. She's on the wagon now. Her hands are... Near his crotch area, and she's staring at him. Aaron's face is like red and sore. He's like, "What? Did you slap me?" She's like, "No." <laughs> he asks what happened. He doesn't really know, and he can't remember much. Um, she's like, "The female titan got away. Mission failed." And of course, he gets all butt hurt. He takes it so great. And then he goes, "Did you save me again? Again?" Well, of course she did, buddy. It's a bitch. <laughs> Stick up for yourself. You're a dude. They then return, though, to Trost. Or not Trost, sorry. What is it? I think it's Trost, is it not? 
Okay, it is Tross. Sorry. Well, yeah. Believe it's Tross. They got to go back to, to. Walrose. Yeah. The area of operations seem to be Tross. Yeah. So they do. Yeah, they return to Tross and uh, just absolutely devastated. It's like they they were already looking depressing and just looking terrible, and as soon as they got to the walls. That just took a deep dive, and they looked even worse. I mean, this is striking out and having to walk back to the dugout. This is not a good... Striking out looking on a perfect uh, pitch. Yeah. Oh. You just dread opening up the game. And then here, the other thing you don't notice, because it's been stretched out over a few episodes, is it's literally the same day. Oh, no. <laughs> so, so they, they talk, left that morning. They and talk about some guys yelling. They were yelling this morning, and look at them now. <laughs> They just come sulking back in. Oh, that's. Awful. I like to think I would be that guy if I was just some random merchant that just ate bread and did nothing all day. I would be that guy. Like, well, well, well. <laughs> look who we have here. So then we have another. Yeah, we have more civilians talking about taxes, just fattening them up, and Aaron just fucking gets pissed God, off. When don't he hears talk taxes. about taxes in front of Aaron. Oh man, this guy just hates taxes. He then sees two kids, though, that look just like him and Mikasa. Well, don't look just like him, but the just same young. optimism. Just yeah. young, yeah, yeah. They have the same optimism as him and Mikasa did back in that time period. And instead of being happy seeing those people, he it makes him even more sad and just... He looks like he wants to kill himself, let's be honest. I mean, he has a moment of like where it does make him happy because it reminds him of himself, and then he's just like... Wow, this is, you know, now I'm living it. This is what I was looking forward to. Yeah, little did he know he was a titan, and he would still have Mikasa saving him, even though he has the power of a titan. We then get Petra's dad coming up to see Levi. Hey, buddy, feel out the room a little bit. (laughs) Page turn. I mean, what is this guy doing? First, when you come back from a mission, find your daughter... Double ch- and then you walk up with her and talk to Levi, okay? Just take a second. It's almost like this guy knew his daughter was dead, and he just wanted to troll Levi. I don't, I don't even know. It was so bad. Surely he knows. Anytime scouts go beyond that wall, 30% of them die. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and he's just, but where is Petrat? Man, Levi, you're a great guy. Thanks for just really leading her, you know, taking Here, care, keeping an eye on her, you know. Here's this letter she wrote me. She wrote all about you. <laughs> Bringing her back safe every time. Where is that little scoundrel? Well, I don't want her to marry you, but, I mean, she is a little too young. She might do it. She's all about you. Which, uh, uh, you know, she'll get married one of these days, and she'll start a family, and she'll grow old, and, you know, she'll probably bury me because she's going to be around for a very long <laughs> I'm much older than her, so she'll be here way longer than I will. <laughs> and then one day, you know, she'll have a kid, and he'll go join the scouts, and... <laughs> Maybe you'll still be around, Levi. You're a great guy. Really. You're a great guy. So anyways, where is she at? Where's Petra? <laughs> and Levi just doesn't say anything. We've got Cryberry. Crybaby Aaron is back, all right? I haven't seen this guy in a while. He hasn't cried in a few episodes. It was good to see him back. So he just starts crying. Everything's sad. And then we have somebody say that Irwin is summoned to the Capitol to decide on Aaron. What they need to do with them. And that ends the episode. Yes, like I said, you know, there were points where it felt a little slow. um, And it might have been just because it was so depressing. It was sad. 
We were literally throwing bodies of uh, fellow troops off wagons, but overall, a lot of good stuff in it and good episode. Yeah, especially with Levi. I love seeing uh, some character development with Levi, yeah. seeing kind of his how his mind works when right. nobody else really does. Things just got super intense last episode. We're kind of cooling off, cooling off, seeing where we go from here. Yeah, so that about ends it. Uh, please subscribe to us on YouTube. We still have yeah. not so many views on there. It's like people don't listen to podcasts it's on so YouTube. It's so weird, dude. It's Every so time. weird how you're the only person that does that. Wait, you can listen to podcasts other than YouTube? Are you serious? Yeah, there's these apps, right? And they're okay. specifically designed for podcasts. YouTube, one of and them. And you don't have to buy YouTube Red or just leave your screen on at all times. Works great. But you know what? We are all about the fans. And if there's some weirdo out there that, like you, listens to podcasts on YouTube, okay. we, I put them out there. Because I want them to have access from every single angle to get this good, good podcast stuff. Okay, well give us a thumbs up on YouTube at least. Even More if you importantly, don't watch it. keep listening to where you want to listen to it. Send us feedback. Watch, us, the, watch the videos on YouTube. Let us know. They're not even videos. It's just our logo. Wait, you're telling um, we don't have a camera on right now? No, we don't have a camera on. Uh, and it's just... Um, this is a straight audio podcast. Are you shitting me? Audio only. And let us know where you do listen to it at thepodcastchronicles at gmail.com. Thanks for stopping by. Pretty long episode. We'll see you next time. Thanks, Paris. I'm Ronnie. And I would like to thank Raphael. I'm Chad. Peace. Peace. Peace.